Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Well, one thing I did notice when you go to shop online, and I'm not the first one to point this out, is that you can click on, there's color, little color wheels, and you can click on the various color wheels, and that will change. Oh, yeah, show you the preview? Yeah, that'll change what it looks like. Um, well, if you so, knew this, then you should have known that before you check out, they show you total quantity I didn't that know. you have requested. Yeah, I didn't. I you didn't. clicked two. I didn't even know when I had checked out. You know, I've checked out a long time ago at a lot of levels. This is General George Washington, and you're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. All righty, so every day we do the show, I try to think of how we will begin the show. I never really know how we will begin the show. And I, Nigel comes over, and he brings the Bethesda bagels, and he brings the reeds, and he brings some email over. And I look through the emails, and I've noticed lately we're getting emails from people whose names I don't recognize. I mean, we still get, you know, from Jason Blazer in, in Lake Orion or Lake Orion, and I'll never get that right. And we get from, um, the you know, the, the people Cheeve, we get from Cheeve. We don't get as much uh, from, who's the guy who hates me? Mike. Mike from, Mike from Burke. Burke. Sneaky don't, tall. Don't get as many from him as we used to. But But, you know, there's a lot of people whose names... I always recognize, and it always warms my heart. And then we get new things, and I don't necessarily know them. And, you know, so I look to... You don't like change. No, but it's it's. I sort of feel, Michael, that part of the responsibility of doing the job, part of the thing that's good about it is to incorporate the people who write us. You know, at least we have some sense of them. Most people, of course, just listen. And the percentage of people that write are very, very small, but they are the ones who you focus on because you have physical stuff in front of you, like pieces of paper, and you can do it. So this is this comes from Jeff in Moncton, New Brunswick. I will assume you got inundated by Canadians stating that we do have Thanksgiving in Canada. We just don't celebrate it the same day you do. I, I said that. I said, I'm sure they have Thanksgiving. It's just probably not on this day. We celebrate it on the second Monday in October every year, which is the same as your Columbus Day. Ours also has an odd origin. It was to give thanks that the Prince of Wales, later King Edward VII, recovered from a grave illness in 1872. It has since morphed into more of an American-style Thanksgiving, usually with turkey. So that's interesting to me. What is the, what is the thing you serve on Thanksgiving? And Canadians do turkey. Well, I'm and, what about the sides? Because I feel like that's where you see more of the regional differences. Here's one of the sides, complete with a day of Canadian football, albeit not this year. Funny enough, we have Black Friday sales as well, which is the same day as your Black Friday, even though the Thursday and Friday of that week is just a regular week for us. Oddly enough, we also have a close holiday in May for different reasons. We have Victoria Day in May, which is on the last Monday preceding the 25th. It is usually the Monday prior to your Memorial Day. We try to mirror most of the American holidays to be more in sync since our countries are so close in distance and lifestyle. We're slowly nationally implementing a new holiday in February, which we didn't have before. We're still missing one in January. There's your useless Canadian knowledge for the day. Like many Canadians, I always appreciate your nod to Canada at the end of PTI, so it feels like you're an honorary Canadian. Thanks for keeping us entertained, sane through routine during the pandemic. Here's to hoping better times ahead with the impending vaccine. So that's nice. And he always likes to say where he's from because, you know, he's from a small area in the Maritimes, and he does that. I also got this one. Uh, I got this one from April Grogan, who asked me to do her a favor. Um, she says, well, the man I'm related to by marriage started listening to your podcast and became a lawyer a little years ago. 
Since then, you've become almost a part of our family. When I was in the hospital ready to deliver my first child, we were waiting for a few minutes before I looked over at Brian. I said, yes, we can listen to Tony while we wait, which I think is sort of funny. <laughs> my daughter, who's now six, refers to you as Uncle Tony. We listen to you so often that both my children, six and three, know all the words to the monkey song. I often find my husband drinking wine and eating Triscuits over the sink. You get the point. So it's nice. And she just, you know, she wanted me to acknowledge her husband, Dr. Brian Grogan, who was, by the way, He's one of the team docs for the Wisconsin Badgers. Do you think that Wilbon hates him? I mean, you know, I, I don't know sure, how that yeah. works. I should ask that he trained at Columbia, worked with the Yankees team doc, Dr. Brian Grogan. So Nothing hello. induces labor like one of your rants. Now, here's something even greater, Michael. Here's something you didn't see. This is from Jolene Wojcik and the entire family. And this is stuff from the 2020 Masters. From Michael Kornheiser. <laughs> Announce what it is as I flip it well, over you're to you. are throwing it into the middle of Uncle Benny's table. This is going to break protocol because we have to get... Oh, it's the... Wow, this is actually really cool. It's the uh, the it's Masters the 2020 stackable cups. Right. Yeah. What else? Uh, oh, it looks like a Masters hand sanitizer. Yeah, Masters and hand sanitizer. The rest of this, it looks like a... Is that a notepad? Yeah, you Winter, can use that. Winter's Night. Oh, Winter's Night. I guess night. Jolene... Did Jolene oh, it looks get like that postcards, from the Masters? Maybe. That's wonderful. So that was, I'm going to give those to you. It says Merry I, I hope Christmas. She gets, I hope she gets to the 18th green this year. I'm not sure yeah. it's going to happen. Merry Christmas to you, your family, the whole gang, and all the littles. Please enjoy these 2020 Masters items, a very small token of appreciation for the many years of entertainment you've provided. Blessings on your holiday season and enjoy the two grandsons, Grandpa. It says, I included the catalog from the fundraiser I organized, some reading material, if you're bored in the attic. Um, so that's what that's, oh, that what might, that's that the fundraiser. Is. But she got you the cup. And what else? Did, there's a, a pin, a Ooh. 2020 Masters pin. Yes. So that's very nice. Um, Greg Garcia might have joined us today, except that he's been laid low by a reaction to the shingles virus. But we want to mention his son, his son Camden. What, Nigel, what is Camden's making his acting debut? Am I right on this? That is correct. On a program on ABC tomorrow night, that's Thursday. Um, on ABC. Ooh, yes. Right oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's not on cable. It's not on deep seed cable. No, he's a he's a colleague of yours. He's a cast member with you. Um, oh, wow. Station 19. Yes. Station 19. So yes. everyone should watch it. We're not going to give away anything about it. Just be surprised when you see it. Station 19. This is his TV debut. He's added some of the biggest Yes. Network shows of the last 20 years. Yes. He couldn't get on one of them? No, he was never on any of those shows. That he, makes me happy. Yeah, so so now he's on this. Um, <laughs> again, the rankings, the college football rankings came out. They're, again, exactly the same. The first seven are exactly the same. Um, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State are the top four and would be targeted for the playoffs. There's two interesting things. One is if you watched any part of the Clemson game with Trevor Lawrence, you realize no one's going to be Clemson, not even Alabama. This is Clemson is that good. It looked that good. More interesting than that, however, is the Ohio State circumstance. The, the college football playoff desperately wants Ohio State in. And at this point, would probably say to Ohio State, it's okay, you don't have to play at all. Again, you don't have to. You're in. Don't worry about it. Don't risk it. Just, you know, you will be in the playoff no matter what. That's the team they want. It's because the Pac-12's out. Oregon lost to Oregon State in a foggy game last week. The Big 12's out. They all have two losses. So, right? I mean, this is what we're talking about. They desperately want Ohio State. Nigel is an Ohio State fan. This must make you feel pretty good. Well, it does, especially because I feel like they've been given short shrift in the college football playoff rankings in years past. But, um, but usually yeah, because they stink. 
So. <laughs> That's sick. When was, the la- when was the last Big Ten team to win the college playoff? Well, it was Ohio State, and I can't remember. Yeah, Urban, with Urban Meyer, right? Urban I mean, Meyer, it's a ways. That's right. Yes. Yeah, it's a yes. ways back. Right. Well, it's, you know, okay. five, six years, something like that. Yeah, but Was uh, that the Cardale-Jones game? Was that that I, game? I think that was the Cardale-Jones game, yes. Um, okay. They're very good. I, I mean, if, if they're healthy and everyone can get on the field and play, the, the, I mean, I think they could play with anybody this year. The kid, the quarterback is just fantastic. He's good. He's not as good as Justin. Uh, he, Justin Fields is not as good as Trevor Lawrence, but he's very, very good. So, so beyond these playoffs, how many of the smaller fringe bowls do you think will be canceled? And when is there one that you go, I recognize that bowl game? I, I don't think any bowl games will be canceled. You don't think there'll be local pressure, regional pressure? No. Well, maybe if the, if the game was played in Santa Clara, where they don't let the 49ers play anymore, there might be something like that. But I think they'll just move the games. And there's money that, I mean, you know, why, why have we seen the NBA and the NHL finish? Why do we see baseball do what it did? Why are we watching what the NFL is doing, which we'll talk to Jason Locke and Four about? They want to they go through as fast and as hard as they can for money. For television money, that's what the answer to all your questions is money. And that's why people don't even watch. Like the ratings are so far down because it's out of season and it has this this sort of quality that it feels rushed. It feels incomplete. It feels it doesn't have all the trappings of a regular season. And people understand it. They don't. Well, we're finishing those seasons to trying to get to the complete nature of it, so you don't have the gap when you look at the Wikipedia. But you have an asterisk season. Yes, but when when if I'm one of those companies that has invested a huge amount of money into one of these bowl games, I'm getting the same pull. If I say for for regional reasons, for safety reasons, we're canceling this, I get the coverage from around the like from around the country. There is a path where you see, oh, I, I actually can get some good buzz without having to play this dreadful game first week of January. Okay, but if you are, you know. Uh, the uh, Bad Boy Mower Bowl. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, if you're the Bad Boy <laughs> Mower Bowl, because I don't know if anybody on earth is watching these college basketball games now. We've been preempted for them. I'm not watching them. Maybe people are watching them. But one of the tournaments was the Bad Boy Mower Tournament. Uh, that tournament nobody had to see and probably nobody it wanted to see. It was a ride-on mower? Yeah, I guess it's just a Bad Boy Mower, whatever it is. And, and, this, and you had the Bad Boy Mower Bowl. And you finally got, you know, you got a site somewhere. We finally made it. One of the minor places, Shreveport, you know, something like that, Omaha. You know, just a a sort of a a minor stop on the path to the major college bowl games. And you were going to have three hours in which everybody who mentioned your game was going to call it the bad, everybody but me and Wilbon was going to call it the bad. Actually, I might call it the, I might call the Rose Bowl the bad boy mower bowl because I like the name of it. And you, and you had planned years for this. Yeah, you're not giving that up, right? You're not giving that up. Are you going to give that up so that you can do essentially a PSA and say, well, we would like to have the game, but we're, we're much more concerned with safety in this pandemic time. So those of us at bad boy mower we're going to read, you know, we're, we're going to step out of the way and let you enjoy Christmas music on a Yule log. And then people will say, God, that was weak by Bad Boy Mower. If you're going to call yourself Bad Boy no, Mower, the, get out there and play. Get on the mower. Cut yeah. that grass. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, am I wrong on this? Isn't that what you think they would do? We don't sit on the sidelines here at Bad Boy Mower. No, I, no, I think they're going to want to go. Pull yes. the chain and let's get yeah, out Yeah, I mean, the, because none of these, these aren't the... 
Coca-Cola bowls. It's not the New York These aren't bowl. the Kentucky Fried Chicken bowls. These aren't the McDonald's. They're not. They're the Bad Boy Mower Bowl. They're the what? What else do they have out there? The Ace Hardware or the, the the Advance Auto Parts Bowl. The Advance Auto Parts, where their slogan Advanced Auto Parts seems to be, <laughs> you can come to get your stuff here because we already have your stuff. What store doesn't have your stuff? What store says, come to our store now, we'll get you the stuff in a couple of weeks? Yeah, we got the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the their whole play. thing. Isn't that their whole thing? <laughs> We've got the parts. Who doesn't have the parts? I I think I've said this before. It drives me completely crazy at the notion that you think Americans are so stupid that you have to tell them, we've got your auto parts. Well, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's why. You don't even know what auto parts you need. No, that's why I, I didn't. For, that's why I did not, for example, go to a pizza place for my auto parts because I didn't <laughs> think they'd have them. I went to the auto parts store. Am I wrong on this? No, you're you're right. I could be wrong. You know, I could, you know, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Did you watch any of the Duke game last night? I did not. I didn't even know it was on. You're not going to watch the classic of Izzo? No, I didn't see it. I, where was it played? It's on ESPN. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure it was on ESPN. Oh, it was at Cameron. I'm saying I'm not watching this. This was Izzo's I hadn't first watched win the at Cameron. And this is the, you know. But you, these don't matter now. None of this matters now. I was going to ask, because what did you, I wanted to hear what you thought about seeing Cameron without the crazy. It was, it was empty, it right? It was weird. How did Liz feel? She didn't even know it was on. So I watched it the first, <laughs> there was like 10 turnovers. She's a dookie. So I thought the game was actually going to go in Duke's favor. I did, I did, when I was watching SportsCenter this morning, I did hear Bill Self say, and apparently Kansas played Kentucky, which would be an enormous game yeah. normally as well. And Bill Self said, it just felt like a scrimmage. It just felt so different. It felt like a scrimmage. It didn't feel like a real game. Did the did the Michigan State Duke game seem like a real game to you? No, even the way the coaches looked, it looked more like a pra- it looked like something you were playing as a. Was that a coaches for cancer thing? So they're wearing so. you know polo shirts. They did look. Izzo did look less formal than normal. It's normally when you just go to the stands and you see how much actual space is at that arena that's always taken up, and then you t- you know normally you have to see the TV crew and the rafters above it. Yeah. Uh, we watched that for about 10 minutes, then switched over to the Heart of the Holidays on Hallmark. Yeah. It's fantastic, the Hallmark Channel. Let's take a break. Uh, Jason Lock and Fora will join us when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. So this is the, uh, this is the football ad that I like to read. Hey, football fans, are you an Amazon Prime member? I like to read it because Amazon Prime refers to things I've never heard of. Did you know that you can watch NFL football live on Prime Video? That's right. It's the future of football. This week, instead of Thursday night, watch the Dallas Cowboys at the Baltimore Ravens Tuesday, December 8th. So that's, a, that's next week, December 8th. So there's no Thursday game. There's no Thursday game, I guess. So that's now you right. watch next Tuesday, Dallas at Baltimore, if, if I add parenthetically, Baltimore is eligible Cases to play. Cases still go up. Yeah, you can catch all the action on any device almost anywhere in the world. So when I read a sentence like that, I say, okay, can I hold up a La Crusette pot? And will suddenly the game appear on it? Because that's a device. Is it the five court? You can can choose your favorite announcer, including Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, who I know, or Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah from Move the Sticks, who I'm unfamiliar with, or Chris Long and Carrie Champion from NFL Next. And I think I know Chris Long, and I know I know Carrie Champion, but I don't know NFL Next. 
Get next-gen stats and watch in-game replays on demand, all within Prime Video's X-Ray. And it took me a long time to know what an Xbox was, so I don't even know what X-Ray is. I mean, I, I know what the regular X-Rays are. Again, that's the Cowboys at the Ravens this Tuesday. Kickoff is 8 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video. Also available on Fox and NFL Network, NFL Network simulcast, subject to change. And it's presented by Bud Light Platinum. Not just Bud Light, all right? Better than Bud Light. Bud Light Platinum. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is Nicholas Springer, who said I'd be honored if you play my music on your show. I'm currently finishing my first album. The last two songs will be out by December. The object, objective for my music is to help people overcome mental struggles they're going through. Isn't that nice? It's a very personal endeavor for me. Music literally saved my life. This is called Don't Think by Nicholas Springer. He also, yeah. it's also signed Mahogany Bees. Is that his band? I think that's Mahog- the, yeah, I think that's either the band name or his artist name. Yes, uh, but Mahogany Bees. I or believe. is that a person? Is there a person named Mahogany Bees? B-E-E-S. I think Mahogany Bees was a shortstop for the Cardinals in the 70s, I think. Tremendous. Tremendous. All right. Uh, Nicholas Springer. Thank you, Nicholas. Um, you're playing in Jason Lockin 4 of CBS Sports and his own fabulous radio show in Baltimore. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the well. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go back to the well time and time and time again about the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is now maybe... Yeah. It, it is definitely scheduled for today at 3.40. Sure. It is maybe going to be played. So the first question is, what are the chances that it won't be played this afternoon? As Baltimore, I think, had two more positives. Yes, Tom. Uh, they did. Um, in that wonderful Amazon read I, I saw where you talked about, games scheduled for, for next week. And, and yeah, how do you know? Disclaimer, subject to change. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would say those are the three most important words in that ad. Uh, they're you know they're going to do more daily testing, more point of care testing. Um, you know, at the team uh, hotel there in Pittsburgh, and make a determination through the day if 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 they're actually going to get on the field or not. Um, the league continues to maintain that all of the data, all of the science, all of the contact tracing, genome t- tracing, um, er- everything that they have gathered leads them to believe that they are essentially um, out of the woods in terms of that um, outbreak event that took place really stemmed back to the Ravens' weight room and that they believe they have their arms around that and they believe the people who should be separated from the group have been separated from the group. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, this is, um, there still, there still were more positives. Um, those people who tested positive aren't with the traveling group, but there were new positives that, that showed up, um, from the daily testing, uh, Monday into Tuesday. They let them travel. They feel like this will not be a further spreader event. And the league has evidence to this point that they feel strongly leads them to believe there has not been communication of this past from team to team on the field. 
Now, is the science behind that ironclad? I, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Um, right. The league has studied that. They continue to say publicly and privately that they don't, they don't, haven't seen that happen yet. Now, that doesn't mean it, it can't happen or won't happen, or maybe to some degree it has happened, but they have not seen the games themselves as being an area where the trans, you know, it's being transmitted. That's happening more from outside the community into these buildings, and then in some cases when it's got into these buildings, um, it, it has become a significant issue. There's obviously trepidation among some Ravens players at about exactly what are we doing here, um, how safe is this, should we be playing at all or traveling at all, when there's, we haven't reached a point where there's no new positives. And originally they were talking about, you know, we'd ideally like to have multiple days of no new positives before we put a team in a situation to play a game or even travel. Um, it, it is very much a minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day situation. Um, in this yeah. case, we're more in the minutes or the days. I'm sorry, the minute or the hours, because we, we, you know, the days part. We're, we're here at game day, and the team is uh, in Pittsburgh. But as we speak right now, I can't guarantee you uh, that they kick off at 3:40 p.m. So let's let's look at the sort of law. There's a whole lot of larger questions here, and one is. The NFL can move its schedule anywhere it wants. The NFL can play games whenever it wants. It can play the Super Bowl whenever it wants. It owns all its own stadiums. I, I was talking to Maskey the other day about this, and it's the same question I would have for you. Is there any thought, two things. One, the Week 18, why not just why not just say, yeah, we're going to use the Week 18. We're, we're going to not try and shoehorn these games in the way it appears we're doing now and is there any thought to a hiatus a reset for a week or two weeks and then try to press through um and these are layman's questions from me and and i I, the nfl this is their livelihood so they study this you know more closely than i your thoughts on those yeah I, i think they're um their contention would be what makes you think two weeks from now it's going to be better than mm-hmm. it is today. And where you know, we're, their thing is, well, we, we, we're trying to get through this as quickly as we can, not prolong regular season games, which by its very nature would then prolong the ability to get into the postseason. I think the question that's not being asked that much, but the question that I would ask is, um, let's Monday morning quarterback this. And it's, it's not really Monday morning quarterbacking because we talked a whole lot about it in the summer. Um, there was the ability to play all your division games in the first six weeks and have a schedule that had natural cutoff points after week 10, after week 12, after week 14, where you could kind of hit the parachute, you know, the mm-hmm. emergency eject seat button and say, all right, we're cutting this off now. It is what it is. These are the, the tiebreakers, and we're going to start the playoffs now. Right, because the whole pushing it back. I mean, what are you? You're pushing it back further into the abyss. I, I mean, um, you know, vaccine distribution. How quickly is it in the general population? Uh, the numbers are still trending in the wrong direction in most of these uh, states and cities where they where they're playing these games. 
Is it really going to be better in three weeks when people are still huddled indoors, when we're still in a holiday season, when um, it it is maybe more difficult for some people, football players, non-football players, human beings, young, old, et cetera, um, to in some cases maybe be as stringent as they they should be in terms of doing the right thing? Um, You know, I I think the, the reality is, when they set up the schedule the way they set it up without the ability to just cut bait at a certain point. And even if they had a week, a, something built in where after week 12 we could call it off, I'm not sure that this thing in Baltimore and Pittsburgh would be enough for them to say, ah, let's, let's, you know, let's hit the emergency eject seat button and, and get right into the playoffs and sacrifice another month of regular season games. I, I'm not sure where that calculus would be, but you would at least have the ability to – discuss it and and they're not there and they didn't do it that way and so now i think it's more about how many of these can we play without it being um completely obvious from a scientific standpoint and from a you know whatever standpoint that it just doesn't make sense so like i mean i you know it's a, a word the word fairness comes up I think that the NFL has tried very hard to be fair to Baltimore. I don't think they were fair to Denver at all. Denver had no chance to win that. They didn't have a professional quarterback. They had zero chance to win that game. I don't know that in Pittsburgh's case, I think this is the second or third time this year that a Pittsburgh game is being moved around. I don't don't know where is the fairness to Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's going to make the playoffs, obviously, but... They're going for an undefeated season, and they probably feel like they're on a roller coaster. What are your thoughts about the Denver or the Pittsburgh situation? I really don't think fair has anything to do with it, honestly, because these are cold-hearted medical, ultimately medical decisions. And then there's obviously football and some other things that come into play. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can compare. I mean, Baltimore is like 15 or 16 player positives. Denver right. had one. Denver had one. Right. Backup quarterback Jeff Driscoll, who had no, who had nothing to do with that game. Denver's problem was um, all the other quarterbacks were the ones violating the rules, not wearing the PPEs, eating in a room they're not supposed to eat in, gathering in a room they're not supposed to gather in, um, not being remotely forthcoming or forthcoming enough with the league's investigators when they start interviewing them, having players in their own building call the NFLPA and say, I'm not sure we should be practicing today. I don't know what those dudes told you they were doing in the quarterback room, but here's what I know. And then a double back investigation. And then it's like, wait a minute, if you're doing all that, then you're a high risk, close contact period. That's the, that this is science. This is it. We don't care what number you wear, what the name on the back of your uniform is and what position you're designated to play. These dudes have to be pulled out of the pool for five days. That just is what it is. I mean, but to compare Denver where, we're now a week after Jeff Driscoll. Has there been a single other positive? I mean, other than a false no. positive with a coach, Baltimore just had another player and another yeah. person pulled out of their pool, put into quarantine, and told, you know, we'll see you in 10 days, we hope. It's, I, I think it's incredibly different. I mean, Baltimore has had multiple days where three players or more were put on the list. Monday, I think, was the first day that more players were taken off the list than were put on the list, but more players were still put on the list. Um, they haven't had multiple days of zero new positives yet. Um, that's why they're not playing that game. I mean, that's why there was so much. I mean, whatever you think about Denver having to play that game, 
you didn't hear have players calling their agents and the whole team having a meeting with the head of the NFLPA finding about out what are our legal options if we really don't think it's safe to play this game. Nobody was saying that. They're just saying boo hoo hoo. We don't have a quarterback. I'm That's sorry. Right. I'm sorry right. that you know what I guess that stinks. But you haven't heard John Harbaugh come out and rip his own players about this thing. Vic Fangio, real quickly after he lost that game, started pointing the finger at the young guys in his quarterback room. We should have known better. I I, I just don't think you know it. it it's remotely. This is the Titans situation. That's what this is. And these guys really haven't even reached the point the Titans finally reached with two straight days of no positives anywhere in the building. So I don't really think it's fair or unfair. I think it's more like, okay, what are the doctors and what are the lawyers saying about us actually letting this, like letting 50 of these people, or like the traveling parties more than that, 75, 80 people get on two buses, get on two planes, fly to another city, gather at a hotel have some meetings, get back with two or three buses, go to the locker room, get dressed, rub up on other dudes for four hours on national TV, take showers, get back on three buses, get back on three planes, go back to their cars. That's what this is about. And I, I, I don't, they don't care like which positions the Ravens have and don't have. Do you have 45 healthy bodies? Okay. Are they under NFL contract? Okay, have we deemed that this is not going to create an ongoing spreading event? Yes. Okay, then you're playing that game. And if you've got five running backs and no, no quarterbacks, then maybe some of those running backs should take some snaps. How are players with all this, the players that you talk to? You know, How not, are players with There's not one. There's not, you know, like a lot of people like the Ravens think this and the Ravens think that. There is no the Ravens mm-hmm. when it comes to this. There's a bunch of individuals at various points in their careers, at various points in their contracts, with various family issues. Um, there were guys who really did not want to get on that plane. There were other guys who are like, hey, if, if they think it's safe enough and we haven't seen it spread at games really yet, then, you know, let's go do this. There, there were, you know, guys who felt like when they talked to the NFLPA that, hey, if it takes us – you know, and this is a, a smaller number, but at least a number of players who felt like if, if enough of us get together and don't want to get on that plane, what are they going to do? But ultimately, you know, that's a tough situation. Now you're talking about violating a collective bargaining agreement. You're talking about violating contracts. You know, what are the ramifications of that? Um, it's a lot to kind of sort out in real time. Well, you're also wondering... Am I going to be the next guy who tests positive? And will I yeah. be asymptomatic or symptomatic? And when are my some of my friends going to be able to get back on the football field? And hey, Mark Andrews, our tight end is you know is a diabetic. Like that's he. This is suboptimal for him to test positive. It, it, no, I get that. I, you know what I, I mean? That's that. why I think when people yeah. are unfair or unfair, I'm like I don't think anybody in that Ravens organization feels like they've been you know, cut a deal. The bottom line there is a coach who is employed to make guys better, to get them bigger, to get them stronger, to aid them in their career, came to work on a day he never should have came to work, went into Grand Central Station of that facility, the, the weight room. Like, you would used to say, well, the cafeteria is where everybody goes. No, now they've changed the food distribution. The one room that every position group, everybody who's being paid to play football or to try to play football and move from the practice squad to the, to the, to the big team, goes through there, needs access to there. When you compromise that, that, that room in particular, you've basically compromised your entire building. 
And, and that's the nature of the issue here, and that's why I don't think it compares to Denver or San Francisco or even Tennessee where you had groups of players clustering on their own doing things they're not supposed to do, when you had coaches doing things they weren't supposed to do, when you had questions about the intake of players and things that went on through a period of time. Um, this was players put at risk by a coach. You know, eight, eight yeah. but, you know, one guy, not, not five or ten. So I, I just think it's 2020, and everybody is rolling with, with the punches and having to make their own daily sort of peace with, okay, should I do this, shouldn't I do this? What does my doctor say? What does their doctor say? And what is the prevailing thought of this group anyway? If this game's going to be played, then I should probably, you know, I guess, take the paycheck rather than raise my hand and say I'm not going to get on the plane. But that's not, that's not fun for anybody. So if you if people watch PTI over the last few weeks, they know that I invariably end up quoting Locke and Fora and Maskey all the time. And Wilbon says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wilbon quotes <laughs> Charles Barkley. So I'm about <laughs> something completely unrelated. I would have asked you, if we had more time, I would have asked you why Bruce Arians is deliberately sabotaging getting Tom Brady. But we'll save that because he'll continue to do that, I'm sure. So we'll save that well, for another week. this week anyway. So we'll, we'll see. I don't think yeah. he'll rip him during the bye when he's not playing. But you never know. Yeah, you, never, probably you never know. You never know with Arians. I mean, you just, I mean, my, I, I, you scratch your head and you say, why did you get him if you're trying to kill him? Anyway, plug the radio show for us. Well, Tone, this is an interesting one. If they play this football game, there will be no inside access from yeah, 2 to 6 today. that's right. If at some point they decide they're not playing it, we will scramble and try to put together a four-hour radio product on the fly. So if you're into that sort of thing, um, <laughs> then we might be your bag. Um, Otherwise, most days we have a really good show ready to go with guests who are planned and, and really interesting things to talk about at Baltimore Sports and sports at large. But anyway, most days, except for this Wednesday and Friday when we're preempted by Maryland basketball, if they play that one, you can check out Inside Access from 2 to 6 on uh, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore and on the Radio.com app. Thank you, Jason, as thank always. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, he knows. Here he goes. There he goes. There we go. <laughs> Copper. All right. Yeah. I'm from WALK. Thanks, guys. Here we go. All right. Jason Locken for our boys and girls. Uh, Chuck Todd will join us when we return. He's going to pick games. It is his great thrill to pick games and not talk about politics. <laughs> Makes me happy, too. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a ZipRecruiter ad. Businesses have had to be flexible this year, like the NFL, for example, from working remotely to pivoting their business models for long-term survival and growth. Restaurants moving their dining outdoors. Some consumer packaged good companies have shifted to focus more on surface cleaners, personal hygiene products. Most retailers are now selling face masks. If you're in charge of hiring for your business, these pivots have made your job even more challenging, especially if you have to hire for brand new roles. Thankfully, there's one place you can always count on to make hiring faster and easier, ZipRecruiter.com slash Tony. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job, job boards with one click. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job, actually invites them to apply. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter dot com slash Tony. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-N-Y. Let ZipRecruiter take hiring off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Tony. 
ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. The other day we played a tune by Phil Kaminsky, and he sent us another tune, and we're playing another tune. And I don't even know the name of this tune. Do you know the name of it, Nigel? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. It's called Ain't Life. Hold on. Ain't Life. Ain't a Life mystery? A Mystery. Yes. This is Phil Kaminsky, who also lists a bunch of people that he knows who listen to the show, which he didn't apparently know before, like Michelle Lee Rosenblatt-Bloom and Brian Walsh and Stephen Dawson and Stephanie Lee and Eric Knauss. So that's very nice. You can listen to his music at the end of the show in its entirety without me talking over it. Um, which is always better than me talking over it. And Michael, if people want to send their original music, how would they do that? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at TonyKornizerShow.com. This guy is good. Yeah. Phil Kaminsky is is good. Uh, He plays in Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd had a great week. Chuck Todd was 5-1, and and the one that he lost is the one that he would have bet a thousand times because it was... uh, Kansas City minus three and a half. Yeah. It turned out to be a three-point game, and you lost that. But we know you would have taken that bet time and time again, even against Tampa Bay. So five and one, you are at forty-one and forty-one. That's pretty good. Ah, five hundred. And, and think about Kansas City. Did that feel like a three-point game? No. Did, did it ever feel like the Bucks were going to win that game? Right. And no, it felt like a, a fifteen to eighteen-point yes. game for most of the game. No, no, that's yeah. that's one hundred percent true. So I I didn't with your picks and Jeff Ma's picks and Reginald's picks even we did not obviously count. We decided to just forego the Baltimore Pittsburgh game. It is allegedly being played this afternoon, though. Jason Lockenford just allegedly. said he yeah he wasn't sure it was going to be played. It is now a ten point Baltimore Pittsburgh game. Baltimore plus ten. I would me personally I wouldn't touch this, but I'm giving you the option if you want it. Well, look, I'll be honest. I want to take Baltimore. You, you stare at that and you think, oh, it's John Harbaugh. They play the Steelers twice a year. They're going to have some crazy trick up their sleeve. And then um, I sobered up when I read about the offensive linemen that are out, reminded yeah. myself of RG3, and right. I will make a confession. <laughs> On Sunday, when the Denver, when the Bronco game hit 16 and a half, I'm like, well, wait a minute. 16 and a half. No, they have no. I could see 21 to six. I was like, I'm in. Give me the Broncos and all those points. And literally after I watched the first series, I went, what was I thinking? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I watched the first series as well. And then they put the running back in there as quarterback in the wildcat. And then the first time they put the kid in at quarterback, you said, Oh my God, he can't play. They're right. not going to score. He can't play at all. They, they have no chance. I mean, the one thing I would have done and I would have lost is bet the under. And, and it was, and it was right. over. It was like 33 points, and it was over that. Yeah. And I would have bet the over. under. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would have also, if I could have bet an under on a time clock, I would have bet it would be the shortest game of the year because there's yeah. nothing. That's what we're headed for this afternoon if it happens, right, if this game happens. And by the way, if, how smart of my network. All right, I want to give my network a plug here. Apparently, NBC had the option of saying, well, do you want us to move this game into primetime and, 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 and punt the Christmas no. tree lighting? And we're like, no, no, no. Why? <laughs> no. We know they the took Christmas the... tree lighting is going to happen. We don't know <laughs> the football game is going to happen. <laughs> right, and we also know that people, all sorts of people will tune in to the Christmas tree lighting and that the football people, again, we don't even know if there's going to be yeah. a game. 
We don't know. But that was if you if you want to talk about your network getting hosed, you know, this was a circumstance. Sunday night of of Thanksgiving night would have been no worse than the third highest rating of the year. No worse. Yeah, that's right. It's always it is usually no worse than the third uh, of of the regular season. No, it's it's a it's a major hit. But, you know, yeah, yeah, money involved. All right, let's get to the games. Um, interesting line, Indianapolis, who you've never liked and who failed badly against Tennessee the other day. Indianapolis is a road favorite minus three at Houston. Houston, uh, caused the firing of, uh, you know, everybody in Detroit the other day because Houston won that game at Detroit first game on Thanksgiving. Will you take Indy minus three or Houston? I, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to assume that Houston's little run. I mean, they've, they're on a two-game winning streak. They won two games in 100 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I think it went from Sunday to Thursday. Uh, but I, I can't imagine them winning three in a row. And and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take Indianapolis. And I think they'll have a running game back as well. Um, but boy, I don't love that game, right? That 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 just that looks like a terrible one o'clock red zone game. That we're going to be annoyed. Come on, get off of that game. I don't want to watch that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's here's one. Uh it's a little bit interesting to me. Cleveland at Tennessee. Cleveland's getting five and a half. Cleveland is seven and three. Nobody believes them because the good teams they play they lose to, and Tennessee is a good team. But that's a pretty big number They're, if you are in now because then they just guarantee uh, Yeah, eight and three. Are, eight are and three because it's their first non losing season in was it seventeen years? Yeah, they're eight and three. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the line again? You you didn't you, five and a half, five and a half. A lot of lot of big number. It is, um, and the, I guess the question with my issue with the Browns is, are they? I feel like they beat. They just don't beat decent teams. They struggle no. against decent teams, and and they 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 rack up their wins against the the, the, the mediocre teams. Um, I don't love, like I said, I don't love this matchup. I didn't, I, I certainly won't put real money on it. I guess I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee at home. But I, I would. I, 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 I would. I'd go with Tennessee. I think I'm going to use the same expression I'll use last week, which is I feel like Henry's starting to, he's starting to become even harder. You know, he gets stronger as the year wears on. Yeah. This oh, he's a beast. And the, and the weather gets colder. Who wants to tackle Derrick Henry outside? Nobody and, wants to and, be near him. And, Nobody. Nobody wants to be near him. All right, here's another game. Uh, this is an interesting line. If you are reluctant about Houston, maybe you are reluctant about Atlanta, though Atlanta has played very well in the last four or five weeks. New Orleans, which does not have a real NFL quarterback, has an effective fella, but not a real NFL quarterback, New Orleans is a road favorite at Atlanta, three points. Who you like in yeah, this one? I, I, I uh, talked myself out of Atlanta last week um, with real money, and I'm mad at myself for it. I think they are on a roll. I think Raheem Morris has got, got them listening. And yeah. I'm with you. I don't think New Orleans, you know, I, I don't understand why they're not playing Jameis. I think if Jameis had played against Denver, and maybe they decided – I think this would be a much better offense if Jameis were the quarterback, not Hill. I don't understand this stubbornness by Peyton with Hill, but maybe it's something with Jameis. 
Maybe it's something with the front office. They want to see what they have financially in, in Hill. I don't know. But I don't – this looks – New Orleans looks less good with Hill than I think they would be with Jameis, but that's just me. So you'll take Atlanta in that. T- Taysom yeah. Hill is 2-0 and and is a great running back. I don't know yeah, if he's a quarterback. Yeah, against. You're right. You're right. Yeah. The Denver is – you know, is they play Denver. Yeah. And this is a divisional game. And it's yes, a, and Atlanta's you know, Atlanta look good lately. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's a here's a good game. Los Angeles Rams plus three at Arizona. Both teams beat at the buzzer on Sunday at the buzzer by field goals. Three. L.A. Rams plus. You told me three. I'm sorry. No. Well, that's a big deal. Yes. Okay. It's a big deal. Yeah, we caught it. L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams minus three. I will definitely take the Rams plus three. So would I. Thousand percent. Yeah. So would I. I. By the way, they're. They're my. They're the team that I think is going to end up in the Super Bowl if they. If the Rams the playoffs. I think they're the. I think they're the. You know, I think they have the the defense I trust the most in the playoffs. But what about Goff, the turnover machine? He's the new Daniel Jones. Okay. I can do this with every NFC team. Every NFC team has got to face okay. off, but That's somebody right. has to, right? Somebody right. has to get right. there. You know, um, I, the Rams. I want to take the Rams here because I think I think Murray's really hurt. I think that, I mean, I think something's wrong with him. He did not look healthy in that game. The shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. That looks real. All right. So so you'll take the Rams? I'm going to take the Rams. All right. uh, The next game is is dropped from New England getting points to pick. Uh, New England is pick at the L.A. Chargers. You go all the way across the country. Anthony Lynn's team finds ways to lose all the time. If it's humanly possible to lose, Anthony Lynn's team is going to lose. Uh, this is a pick'em game. Fired? Why do you? What's your theory as to why he's not been one of the midseason firing? Because you wait till the end of the year; they're not going anywhere, and apparently Justin Herbert is willing to play for him, and you know, and he hasn't gotten in the way of that at all. But his team, his you have to look at coaching when your team loses games late and by small margins all the time. You have to look at coaching. You have to make that change. I believe. So this is this is one of those where. It's truly, this is one of those matchups where you're like, if I'm really having to put money on it, are you ever going to rely on Anthony Lynn with your money? Not against right? Bill Anthony Belichick, I'm not. That's my point, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. there is no part of this game do I think New England is, like, on paper, the Chargers should roll. Yes. But I just don't trust, you know, I'm not betting against Belichick. It just feels like a mistake. So, I All don't, right. I, I don't, I, I, and the Chargers could win thirty-one to ten, and it wouldn't surprise. It would you'd be like, well, they are better if they ever get it all together. But I, I just Belichick seemed to figure out how to slow down Murray. So, though I think he got to help with the injury, um, I, 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 he may figure out how to slow down Herbert. So, Belichick, uh, you'll take New England. Uh, Buffalo leading in the AFC East. Buffalo is at San Francisco, except it's not in San Francisco. I don't know where it is. It's in Arizona, right? It's in Ar- it's in I think it's Ar- in Arizona. Well, it can't be in the same – yeah, but it can't be in the same Arizona where the Cardinals play because they're playing at the same time. So it's got to be somewhere else. I just don't know where it is. Buffalo is a – again, it's a lot of home dogs. A lot of yeah, home dogs are. the last two weeks. Buffalo is a road favorite, minus two and a half at San Francisco, which has Nick Mullins, who isn't very good, uh, and they moved it in five yards 
for Robbie Gold because it was a terrible, terrible offside play by the guy on the Rams. Terrible at who's the your, kick. Who's your coach of the year? Because mine might be Kyle Shanahan. Because he's he's about, operating with yeah. nothing. He's operating yeah. with nothing. I don't know. I think Brian Flores is going to get some votes. Uh, I think he'll a, get some votes. That's a good point. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I have to say San Francisco is a team that I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but do you want to face them if they do? Right? It's one of those, like, they could sneak in and get in late, and you're like, and then Kittle's getting healthy, and maybe Garoppolo comes back. Um, point is, I think I like San Francisco in this spot, even though it's a weird. I, I, I don't. If if they were definitely at home, I'd put real money on this. I'm nervous about all this travel, and I saw. Yeah, they're not at home. Sad about it, right? And and so, um, but I'm still for now. I'm 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 not going to trust the Bills going out west on the road. So okay, I'm, and, I'm going I'm going with the Niners. And now we get to a game where ordinarily, I would say you cannot possibly put even five cents on the Washington football team. I don't care what the number is against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. I don't care. But but what has happened to Pittsburgh lately, the uncertainty with which they have had to face this Baltimore game, which, as we know, may not even be played today. We don't really know that. And then to come back on Monday um, against Washington, which looked pretty good. Alex Smith looks... You know, I'm, I fear for him every time he takes a snap, but he's looked pretty good, and they're getting nine and a half. You have bet on them before this year. I yeah. wouldn't have ever, not once, but who do you like in that game? I hate to say, though, I just bet on them last week, and they, I mean, I, I, they just are, they're decent. You can see they're a pretty well-coached team. They don't, they're not making, they're not trying to do things they can't do. And it's so I, – I just think they play pretty smart football. I think they cover that number. Now, here's my frustration is that I think if the Steelers win by 30 tonight, that number is going to go up to – you're going to get over 10. So um, – uh, So we'll give I, you the number – we'll give you the number day yeah, of. We'll I give it to you day it, of. Nigel, make I sure you give them the number day up. of. Sure. I, I bet it goes up because that would be yeah. what I would wait to see if it would go up if I wanted to take take the football team, which in this case, I think I do because that's the other thing who's ever done a Wednesday. And is this now a Monday night game? When is this? Game? It's a Monday. It's a Monday night game. I just think that, that people in Pittsburgh it's want very, time. very much. They very, very much want to beat Baltimore. And I don't think they care who's next. And it happens that it's Washington, no. you know, no, it, and it, I would, it, it is. I wish, like I said, I, I'd rather have, the data point of tonight's game before you make me make this pick, right? Um, right. But, you know, I'm, uh, um, we don't abide by We abide by Tony rules. So, well, but we'll give, we're going to give you what yeah. it is. If it goes up, we're going to give it to you. All right. So well, I'll take that deal. That's a nice car right. deal, which is it's minimum nine and a half, right? Right. And that's right. Okay. okay. That's right. Yeah. That's how Carville bets here. Carver says, I, I, saw, I saw it offshore for 14. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. uh, offshore. What? It says eight. All right, we give you 14. Now that DC, DC is legalized, if you're going to run a book, you got to figure out how to make money on your book. And that ain't a way to make money on your book, giving up these nice No, you can't do that for people. Thank you, Chuck. Talk to you soon. Right, no politics. No politics for Chuck. All right. Well, no and if we, gave you, if we gave you Chuck Todd, that would be enough for anybody. But we give you more. We give you a monkey. 
See the monkey, he's scritch, scritch, scratching, watching his iPad, smoking and laughing, hanging with Bud Grant, tap, tap, tapping on his purple attache. Nigel's going to the zoo, 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 zoo. Reginald got the bike, spy, sometimes he throws poo, 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 when he's had too much Johnny Walker. All right, what is, Reginald had a bad week. Reginald was 0-2. Reginald's now 14-21. and That's even bad for a monkey. It is. Yeah, it's bad for a monkey. It has been a miserable year, year for the monkey. But I, I, I think part of it is because he's so busy doing other things. Like I went down to the National Zoo and he was very busy helping the turkeys who were pardoned last week get repatriated. Oh. Apparently, yeah. Reginald flies with them back to Istanbul so they can go back to the home country and live long and happy lives. So They are turkeys indeed. That's where yes. they go. So... He took a moment from that to go over these games with me. Uh, the first game we had was Cleveland getting five and a half at Tennessee. Uh, and Redwood showed me some old photographs of him in some kind of a snowmobile race with Bernie Kosar, Hanford Dixon, and Bob Feller. So clearly, he's got ties to the Cleveland area. He will take the Browns in that with the five and a half on the road. So, so Cleveland, when they play good teams, they get beat. They get beat badly. Yes. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, the next game we gave was New Orleans on the road, uh, giving three at Atlanta. And this was a lovely photograph of Reginald having dinner at Commander's Palace with Archie oh. Manning and James Carville. So clearly, oh yes, he's and you've I believe you've dined at Commander's Palace. Have you not? I have eaten at Commander's Palace. I have eaten at Brennan's. I have eaten at Galatoire's. I've eaten at Antoine's. You know, yeah, I used to go to New Orleans and there's no. The only city in America that has restaurants as good as or approaching as good as New Orleans is San Francisco. That's oh. it. That's the list. San Francisco and New Orleans. Well, they seem very yep. happy, so he'll take the Saints in, yep. that, in that match. Uh, and the last game we had was, of course, the, the Washington football team uh, yeah. uh, getting that nine and a half um, uh, at Pittsburgh. And, and this was another great uh, little video of Reginald Whitewater rafting with Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, and Bubby <laughs> Brister. So Bobby clearly, sure. he's got yes, he's got ties sure. to the Pittsburgh area, uh, and he will take them. And we'll 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 keep abreast of uh, of the latest movement on that line, particularly after tonight's action. Absolutely. Okay. We thank Reginald as always. We thank everybody. We will get out of here now, and we will come back with email and a jingle. I am Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Mr. Robert Skolnicki in Winnipeg, Manitoba. The voice is the incomparable Joe Arrow from Ellicott City in Maryland. Thank you very much. Nigel, it's time for the Bethesda Bagel ad. Yes, Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the Washington, D.C. area nearest you. Uh, we got the bagels today. We're very happy. Just stop on in. You'll be pleased as well. 
Wild card bagel today. Yeah, wheat. Wild card bagel. Wheat. Yes. I guess that's about it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me remind you, I'll be starring in the upcoming Hallmark holiday movie, Death in the Gazebo. The timeless holiday story of a former high school sweetheart to rekindle their love years later. She is a former Wall Street executive who's moved back home to take care of her parents. He's an Orthodox Jew serving as the chief of police. And they are reunited in the aftermath of a brutal murder in the town square on Christmas Eve. Starring Anna Kendrick and Jonah Hill as the star-crossed lovers and yours truly is Yaakov, the village moil. It's very funny. Glad <laughs> you did a good job. Our thanks today to Jason Lockenfour and Chuck Todd. Thanks as well to the sponsors, Amazon Prime and ZipRecruiter. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio.com. If you get the show through iTunes, please leave us a review. From Mickey Salins, I bought a turkey at the Stop and Shop on Watertown Street in Watertown, Massachusetts for 39 cents a pound. A 14-pound turkey cost me $5.46. It was delicious. The turkey that we had... 10 pounds cost $46. Still eating cents. Okay? Uncovered in the fridge, still on the carcass. Yeah, from Jake Fratangelo in Arlington, Virginia. I write because I sell Christmas trees for the National Capital Optimist Club. We use the money we raise to host a free annual junior golf tournament at Langston Golf Course in the spring, and we support local great causes for kids, including the First Tee of Washington, which is a good cause. I know this isn't your side of the street, but if anyone in the show family, even Saliza, would like a contact-free Christmas tree delivery in the coming weeks, please don't hesitate to get in touch. All I ask in return is to be the official Christmas tree salesman of the Tony Kornheiser Show. We'd ask you to join the Optimist Club, but, well, you know. I also hate pumpkins. Our website is capitaloptimist.org. My Portuguese water dog weighed 46 pounds before she passed away, and I had a roast beef with sharp cheddar for lunch. It was some horseradish? Don't know about that. Dave Miller in Tampa. The mention of Hagar brought back fond memories of my dad. Maybe it's an old man from New York thing because he used to order a ton of clothes from Hagar. However, my dad was about 15 years ahead of you in age and had no experience with the internet. His temptation to buy came from endless catalogs. With my poor mom as his order taker, phone order placer, and customer service conduit, she'd be on the phone while my dad would be yelling in the background over the inevitable order that went wrong. When he passed away three years ago, Goodwill received multiple boxes of never-worn Hagar clothes, mostly shorts and pants. They were never worn because he ordered so much and wore the same five to ten things all the time. I could not use any of them because my dad and I were different sizes. Very different. I feel Helped seen. The... Huh? I feel seen. Yeah. I hope the clothes made it to the folks who really need them. They'll never know how much of my mom's frustration came along with them. From Bob to Frady's in Tucson, formerly of Kensington. My son Travis graduated from a small Midwestern liberal arts college, Dennis, in 2013, and I, like many others, have been concerned about the potential return on the investment. I need not have worried. On Monday, show Nigel, another Denison alum, without missing a beat, live on the air, offered up Cassandra as the name of the prophet is doomed never to be believed from Greek tragedy. Such a facility go. with obscure and otherwise useless reference is priceless <laughs> in our sad old world. Thank you, Nigel and Denison. From there Tim Gilroy in Evanston, Illinois, the home of Northwestern, by way of Huntington, Long Island, the home of Tom Gugliotta. Dear Mr. Tony. Those are two precious neighborhoods. Yeah, long time little here. You might remember me from such episodes as Bootsy's first dinner at the Palm and the guy who sent you Leonsis's pants. But today I write with a question of clarification. I couldn't help but notice just a bit of antagonism recently concerning Subaru ownership. What gives? As a child of the late 70s and 80s, I was brought up to believe it was Volvo owners that loved their children more than the rest of us. Mm. I grew up with a Dodge Aspen with the faux wood paneling. And as an adult, I've now graduated to a Honda 
Odyssey minivan. It feels like the current day Dodge Aspen. So my question is this. When did Subaru surpass Volvo on the scale of pretentiousness? I never thought. I thought of Volvo as utilitarian, not as pretentious. No, Am I wrong has, on that? It has that shabby, chic, I had a Volvo. preppy handbook. I once, I once owned a Volvo yeah, for a lot of years. Yeah, but you didn't have the, uh, the station wagon. Oh, no, no, no. I had like a DL or something like that for a bunch of years. From Rory Kimberlin in Gardner, Maine, 150 that miles from Revere. It is peak TK show to hear a BMW driver and a Peloton rider lament the pretentiousness of $30,000 Subaru drivers. That's, that's sort of funny, actually. Um, Jay Dunbar in Indianapolis. I'm, I write seeking your sage advice in the area of being a proud father. You often express your pride in Michael when he successfully reads copy, orders online, or bakes sourdough bread. I can't relate as when I got my first report card in college with all A's and an A- minus in calculus. My old man asked, what happened with calculus? My only child, a masculine child, recently graduated from law school, passed the bar, and joined a firm. Sounds great, right? Here's the rub. He's practicing law in Colorado, and he's driving a Subaru. How does the fatherly pride balance sheet shake out in this situation? Regardless, can Thomas Dunbar Esquire be the official Subaru driving consigliere, consigliere of the Tony Kornheiser show? So I guess it's a disappointment if your child drives a Subaru. Oh, yeah. yeah. His son's definitely brewing beer at home as well. Yeah. Um, and one more. Yes, one more. Taste of the Rock. From Daniel Schoenfeld. This is Daniel Schoenfeld from Manhattan. Home of the pizza slice, not the New York pizza slice, just the pizza slice. Long-time emailer, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Love the show and having a father, comma, 78, who grew up in Rockville. I love hearing your Long Island stories and then immediately calling my father up and asking him, Dad, did you know a Chinese, he must mean Rockville Center, not Rockville, Rockville Center on Long Island. Dad, did you know a Chinese place called the Lower Towers when you were a kid? By this point, he's grown to know when I ask these questions, it's probably something I heard on your show and usually responds, no, son. Like I've told you a million times, Lindbrook is not as close to Rockville Center as you think. But he says Rockville. But Lindbrook is very close to Rockville Center. It's five, six miles. It's not that far. Anyway, I remember a couple of months ago, you said the woman related to you by marriage would be gracing us one of these days on the podcast. Well, the fans are clamoring to hear from her, or at least this one is. When will we get to finally hear the other side of the story as why Hallmark Channel is always on or why the thermostat is set to 160 degrees during all times? Thanks for the laughs. Enjoy through these or hard times. what happened times. to the stuffing? So what happened, yeah. <laughs> what happened is uh, somebody heard the podcast when I was slightly critical of the Sahara-like stuffing. So uh, that somebody's not coming on anymore and, in fact, has not talked to me in about a week. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, do wear white. Okay, so we're restarting. Yes, None of that correct. will be heard. Yep. None of that will be heard. Okay.
Life. 